Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Now, I have a really exciting guest here today to talk to you guys all about what it's like to start and run a group program. And what I did is bring on actually my past student from CSNN and certified holistic nutritional consultant, Joanna Brown, to talk all about, again, starting your group program. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Joanna because she is definitely an accomplished woman and nutritionist. So, Joanna is is a CSNN grad and started Rejoice Nutrition and Wellness. She enjoys particular focus in her practice in the areas of nutrition for busy women, stress-related health conditions, anxiety, depression, body positive, weight management, eating disorders, and digestive concerns of all kinds. She's a teacher at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and is passionate in teaching others in the field of holistic nutrition as well. So some really cool things about Joanna is that she was awarded the Community Leader Award from Avenue Magazine as one of Edmonton's top 40 under 40 in 2018 for her food um, insecurity work and food drives. She was awarded the 2019 Danielle Perot Trailblazer Award from CSNN Alumni. She is also a national best-selling author, and her work has been published in over a dozen magazines across North America. Joanna can be found at various speaking engagements in and around Edmonton. She enjoys serving her community and loves teaching those that are passionate about fostering um, healthier communities. So welcome to the podcast, Joanna. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I'm like so amazed by you, especially reading through that bio. Like you, like I said before, you are an accomplished woman. So I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So why don't we just get started and why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into nutrition, um, you know, what brought you to nutrition, then what actually pushed you to kind of start your business? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my journey into nutrition, I kind of uh, I, it was my own health crises, really. So I uh, grew up when I was a child in a home with a parent that had um, mental health issues and addictions. So I knew quite young that there just was this gap in our health system in the areas of mental health and addictions because I lived through that. And so kind of going through that as a kid and learning you had to advocate for support really early on, I kind of made it my mission that I wanted to work in that area of mental health. So when I graduated from the University of Calgary, I got my degree in community rehabilitation with a focus um, in health studies, particularly around mental health. And I just kind of jumped into the field really quickly. And I got in with a particular community development group um, that really focused on kind of human rights work as it relates to, you know, being a bridge builder for people with dual diagnosis and mental health issues um, to making sure that they access the service that they need. Now, in starting up this community organization with a partner of mine, um, you know, we kind of jumped in with two feet. We got a government grant to start a different way, a more holistic approach 
of supporting people with dual diagnosis. But what that meant when the government gives you a big pot of money to uh, to try a new way is that we really had to um, deliver on our promises. So that meant my partner and myself that started it, we're working 80 to 100 hour work weeks. And we were working at the time with people in Alberta um, that basically no one else was willing to work for um, because there was, uh, you know, they were considered to be dangerous or they had uh, spent a lot of time in the judicial system. So it was it was a complicated population we started to work with. And, uh, you know, because it was kind of a, a personal passion, I really, I gave it my all. And uh, that meant we were on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So at like two in the morning, my emergency phone would go off. I'd have to like get my shoes on and run out and sometimes literally talk somebody off the ledge. And that level of sort of like chronic stress uh, for four years really added up to my health. And if I'm honest, I was not taking care of myself. I was living on soy green tea lattes from Starbucks. <laughs> like that's what I ate truthfully. Like, And I'd have a couple of them. I was just running from meeting to meeting meeting and um, just that adrenaline going um, because of the kind of work we're doing. Uh, it just really caught up. So at about the four year mark, I finally took a weekend away with my family and we went to the mountains and I sat there sort of looking over at Maline Lake and it was like this beautiful, tranquil scene. And all of a sudden I felt like I was having a heart attack. My heart was pounding, my hands started to go numb, and I ended up going to the ER, actually, and I was I was certain I was having a heart attack, and the ER doctor kind of looked at me and was like, hey, do you have, like, anxiety or panic attacks? And I was, like, I was shocked. I was like, no, no, like, that's, I do that work. Like, I work for people with you know, anxiety. And, uh, you know, I, I deal with that for, for work. I don't have that. Right. It's one of those, like, not me. That's, that's what I do. Right. Uh, and he was like, no, sweetheart, like you just had a full blown panic attack. And, uh, that was the beginning of it. And it was probably about three months, uh, where I was having them all the time and I couldn't sleep. I was grinding my teeth. Like the anxiety was just really taking over uh, my quality of life. And when I saw my doctor, the only options that they kind of gave me um, was advice to one, quit my job, uh, two, go on medication. And three, I had a bleeding ulcer at the time from the stress too. So surgery for that. And I just felt like I didn't want to start there. I know that medication and those things have a place and a purpose because I, I worked in this field. But for me personally, I was like, there's got to be something else I can do. Because I knew I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And all of the research pointed to the same thing. It pointed to a massive uh, you know, nutrition and lifestyle overhaul. So I basically put myself... Uh, on kind of my own program, where I started to eat better and cut out sugar and go for walks every day and just slowly bit by bit, uh, just change my whole lifestyle and uh, repair my adrenals because they were fried. And after six months after that, I was I was good. No anxiety attacks, no panic attacks. My bleeding ulcer just seemed to kind of go away on its own. <laughs> My doctor's like, I don't really know what you're doing, but just keep doing whatever you're doing. So I really knew that there was power in nutrition and I wanted to share this with other women. I'm like, there's, I, I got to help other people. So I went back to school and that's what landed me at CSNN. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It was a journey. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm so curious, like, I mean, everything obviously brought you to this moment of what you're doing now, right? Like, I I think we can both kind of come to the conclusion that like, you're meant to be doing what you're doing now, but everything led you to this point. So how did you transition out of school of like having the knowledge, but then like turning it into a business and being like, okay, understand all of these nutrition concepts, but how do I actually like apply this in an actual setting of getting clients? And like, what was that like for you at the beginning? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, when I graduated from CSNN, I just really felt like um, if I sat on things for too long, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> right? Um, you know, it's one of those things where you just feel like, oh, I gotta, maybe I have to learn more. Maybe I have to go to a seminar. Maybe I have to take more education or, or more training before I can launch my business. And I just, I knew my own self personally. I thought, you know what? No, if I don't kind of like just jump off and go, um, it's not going to happen. I'll always wait for until I think I have the perfect name or the perfect program. So I just was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm just going to do it. So, um, I started with a couple of very simple steps. One, I think I emailed you or called you, right? And I was like, hey, do you have a little bit of time? And you and I went for a coffee, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I brought my list of questions and we spent, I don't know, like three or four hours together, right, Stephanie? And it was so helpful to just kind of throw out some of my ideas and and be able to get, you know, just another perspective, right, of kind of where to start. So our meeting was hugely helpful. Uh, And then number two, I reached out to a web designer and I was like, I met with him and I had actually drawn out on paper every single page of my website. (laughs) Like what button would go where, where that button would lead. And I kind of showed up with my folder. Um, And my web designer was like, I've never had anyone do this in all my like 15 years of being a web designer. And I was like, I can picture it. I'm this visual person, right? I'm like, I know what I want it to look like. I just don't have the tech skills. So I think the second piece for me was recognizing what capacities and resources I had and then where I had to enroll people, right? I think I don't have to be all the things, do all the things. So enrolling that web designer where I'm like, I've done this and he was like, you know what? You did all of my legwork. I probably only need a few hours to just slap this together. Like usually I, I, you know, people pay me to help them create it. You've drawn it out. So actually this is going to be like quick and easy and cheap. And I was like, perfect. So mm-hmm. I had that for my website. And then the third piece for me in putting together my programs, um, you know, was really about making sure I aligned with, with who I was and what brought me here. And so by that, I mean, um, I wanted to make sure that I was affordable in nature. So because I work with a population, um, with mental health, with disability, I work with people who are on age. I knew the need for this kind of population to be able to access good wellness services. And I wanted to make sure that my programs were affordable. And I knew that went against kind of some of the business advice I was getting where you're like, how do you price yourself? You know, you've got to price yourself high in order to like show you've got this good product and you know, all that kind of like business advice. And I, and I, I read lots, I went to seminars, but it just didn't like in my gut resonate with me. And I was like, no, I want to, I want to make sure it's affordable. So part of Rejoice was if you are on, uh, if you are low income, if you are on H, then you have a discounted, um, you know, huge discount off my service as well as like payment plans. I just really wanted to make sure that like 
money wasn't a barrier because there are so many barriers already for people, um, you know, with anxiety and and uh, disability and those things to access a lot of these kind of uh, wellness services out there. So I didn't want it to be for the elite. So I just really, um, I priced it with where I thought it was fair. And I started with just a one-time nutritional assessment visit where I kind of met with them and gave them a, a you know, program and plan. I had one month, three month and six month programs. Um, and so I started with that and I, I also started creating my, my first um, Feel Great in Eight uh, group program as well. And I launched that a few months after starting as well. So, and that I wanted to make affordable as well as like a, dip your toe in and kind of get a sense of who I am to see if you really want to work with me um, option for people. Right. So, um, so I, yeah, I, I graduated, I think we got our certificates in like September and I was able to um, open the doors of rejoice in October. So it all happened really fast. Um, but I knew if I didn't do it really fast, I would have procrastinated forever and just overthought it and never mm-hmm. done it. So I was like, nope, jump off and go. So that's how I kind of started. That is amazing. And I think you have the entrepreneurial skill, right? To put yourself out there and like not overthink things and just go with it, make tweaks as you go. Like you're, you're kind of, you're, preaching to the choir here. It's like everything I love to hear about, you know, what an entrepreneur does to get themselves started. And um, I totally remember sitting down with you and getting coffee at Remedy in Edmonton and going through your business. And then you really just like went with it. You really took off. And, um, you know, I've always sat in like amazement and awe for you because uh, like I mentioned, you know, you really have that skill to just like go for it and try. I mean, there's probably some second guessing sometimes, but for the most part doing and then assessing and seeing how it's working. Um, So that's one thing I've always been, you know, really like in awe of of you. And the other thing is I loved how you made things accessible because I remember talking with you about like, do you add it as a sliding scale? How do you make it accessible? And, you know, I think that's one area a lot of nutritionists are interested in, but they don't know how to actually do that in a way that makes sense. Um, And I remember looking at your business and thinking like, okay, she's doing exactly like you said, making it authentic to your beliefs and, and that integrity piece being really important. So, um, yeah, I just want to echo that what you did in those beginning stages was absolutely incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was definitely just, um, yeah, it's just not overthinking it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just going, no, people are like, do you have a business plan? I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, know I, I know I should, but it's, it's just creating those connections with people. And I really just truly started to listen to those initial kind of um, first clients I had one-on-one and through the group program and just really listening to like, um, you know, what they need and starting to see some of those patterns emerging um, with the coaching that I was doing. And that has really guided me through these four years and has the reason why I have other online programs and other services is that's a direct result of hearing from, you know, my, my customer base, like, Hey, I really need this, or I love this part of it, but I, you know, this is the area I'm really struggling. So mm-hmm. I always don't think like what I've built is it. You never can be like, okay, I built these really great programs and they will come. Like that's not how that works. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I kind of flipped it where I built these things. I hope this is going to serve people. And then I listen to them and say, okay, what's working? What isn't? And I'm always happy to be like, hey, maybe I was wrong, right? Like, you have to shelf that ego and be like, okay, maybe we need a different approach. And so, yeah, I'm sort of constantly 
adapting and evolving. And I don't, I've never married myself to one particular program where I'm like, no, no, my program is awesome. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it this way forever. It's like, no, I, I'm always evolving it. Um, because I'm listening to the needs of, um, of my followers. Right. So, yeah. And you know what, um, if everybody listening could actually just take that advice, you will do really well in your business. You know, if exactly like you said, it's like being open to like, okay, this isn't the final version. Okay, how can I improve? But knowing that it's okay for it to not be perfect right from the beginning, I think is key. So that actually like segues us perfectly into kind of that um, shift of going from one-on-one consulting into group consulting or doing group programs. Um, why did that happen? How did that happen? I would love to just kind of like hear that story of the involvement into group coaching. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've had this question uh, so many times. Actually, my profile is on the CSNN um, alumni page. And I can't tell you how many like emails and random phone calls I've had from new grads to be like, hey, can I pick your brain for 15 minutes on a call of like how you did this, this group program? So answering this is hard because it, I feel like I should come up with that. Here was my system, but Mm. it really was again, just this, like, uh, I just kind of went for it. So what I was, what I was, um, experiencing in my one-to-one coaching was I was getting a ton of one-to-one coaching clients right when I started. Um, you know, I'm talking like like 30 one-on-one, wow. uh, three and six month, uh, clients, like all within a, in a month. And it was mind blowing. Right. But what I found was they all came with almost the exact same story, the same needs, the same struggles, the same pains. And I just kind of sat there and I thought, wow, like I've, I got all these separate clients and I feel like I'm almost saying the same thing over and over in our weekly coaching calls, right? As much as the customization of what each person was getting from me as it related to program and meal plans and those things, but the actual coaching work I was doing week to week, talking through the same kind of, you know, fears and um, old school diet mentality that were people stopping people in their tracks, like really helping people work through that. I was just repeating myself I was like, I felt like I'm like, I could just record myself. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know I'm here. I'm just hitting play. And so that really kind of struck me where I thought, I think if I create a group program that is literally going to respond to this specific group of people that all have the same story and all are hoping to achieve the same outcome in their life, maybe I put a program around that. And so I made the mistake, actually, of telling um, a couple of my coaching clients as we were wrapping up our three and six month time that I was considering doing this. And then I was getting e- all these emails and then they told their friends at work, I was doing online programs. And so I had all these people be like, hey, when does that online program start? And honestly, I had done no work, no research, nothing. So I was like yeah, you know what? It's going to start on the first <laughs> of, of the next month. And everyone's like, great, send me a link uh, and I'll sign up. So I created the service on my shop page. I created the start date. I wrote the outline of the course and I added a price and I put it up. And then I didn't have a course yet. <laughs> I basically started there, but it gave me this like really clear um, uh, timeline where I'm like, okay, I have 30 days to create my online eight week program because people have paid for it and they're going to show up. 
So literally that is how I, I did it, which I know when you look, when you listen to any other business advice, that is the worst thing to do. <laughs> you should make a plan and you should research and you should do all these things. Um, I didn't. So I just, I just went for it. And when I started the program, I had no program software. What I was looking at was like really expensive. And I thought, I don't even know how this is going to go. So actually how I started that first group was I already had MailChimp. Mm -hmm. So MailChimp was already a service that I was using to email out to my listserv for our like monthly newsletters. Um, I would use that to send things to my, my clients. So I had MailChimp and I had Facebook. And that is what I used to create my first group program. So I started creating my eBooks. Um, I did videos. So I put everything together and yeah. And then I just would send out, um, here's your week one email and it is the week one video, your week one meal plan, the week one program, your weekly goal. And I sent it out by MailChimp. And then I had a link to join our private eight week coaching group, which was the Facebook page. And that was it. That was all I had for that first online program. And it was so successful because I was able to give people all the hard copy things that they needed via MailChimp. But then we had this like Facebook community coaching group where I came on every day live and I'm like, Hey, you got your meal plan. Here I am live. Let's walk through it. Let's talk about swaps. And then on the weekend I was like doing live videos from grocery stores and I was cooking the meals with them. And it became this like community around this feel great and eight group that people just loved the support and they were sending pictures about, you know, them on these, these, oh, look at me, I'm out and I'm taking my dogs for a walk. I met my walking goal today or here am I desk drinking water. And you became to like create this community culture around just a bunch of, you know, mainly women um, taking time to take care of themselves. And so it was wonderful, but I really just used MailChimp, Facebook. And I just, again, did that. Like I went for it. I didn't overthink it. Um, when I looked at like how to start a group program and how many different platforms there are to use, I was like, no, I'm going to get overwhelmed and I will do nothing. <laughs> so I'm just going to do it. And that's how I started the eight week program. Wow. I love that so much. Like, oh man, so inspiring because you don't need all the bells and whistles. And, you know, as much as I'm all for research and, you know, making sure that the program you're going to put out there is something that people want, you can do all that research, but you're never going to learn unless you put it out there. So, you know, even though maybe you did things a bit backwards, you put it out there, then did kind of the research while you were in the program with them, it all came together. And I think, like I said, you know, I'm just using that word in awe. I'm in awe of you because I think you are really that, that like good, like symbol of what it is to, you know, just get started and, and to push past perfection and not worry about, you know, all the little bells and whistles, just like get it done and know that, you know, the first version, like you said, isn't the final version. And I'm super curious and maybe I'm going to you know, throw you off a little bit here, but I'm super curious, you know, what were you ever questioning, you know, when you moved from that one-on-one -on -one to the group, did you question, do I know what I'm doing? Or were there like issues that came up that you had to work at in the time, like you had to kind of troubleshoot in that time period? Or was there any like kinks in the plan that came up? Or did everything kind of just like, was it smooth sailing, to be honest? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I kept, I was still doing one-on-one coaching. So I do both, right? Mm -hmm. So I I kept both going, which was nice. Um, What I ended up finding more though, was that the group coaching, because again, because it's an online program, I kept it at a lower price point than my one-on-one coaching, right? Mm -hmm. So I found that people, I would get these messages by women being like, hey, I've been creeping you on Instagram for like eight months. (laughs) watching your stories, watching you do your thing. I really feel like I resonate with you. I want to work with you. And I'm going to start in the online program because it still feels like this like safe place for people to like tip their toe, dip their toe in and be like, do I like you? Do I like what you offer? Do I like how you coach? I mean, there are so, so many online programs, (laughs) like so many nutrition people, people I mean, I just found in, again, this is just my personal experience, but they're not, they don't come for how polished and perfect your package looks. They come for you. They come because they resonate with you. They trust you. And I, I built that trust um, on my social media by being really active and present and, and being real in the way I write and in my stories. So people would always start with the online program, which is interesting and be like, Hey, let me see what, how, how she works. Let me see what she's about. And developing that relationship on that, that community page on Facebook was great because then you kind of move from, I'm this professional and I'm here to, you know, fill up your cup with all my knowledge to like, Hey, we're two women living our lives. Here's me on my walk with my dogs. And here's me trying to make my kids eat zucchini tonight. And there are you doing your thing. And it just, you develop those relationships. And I found once people did that with my online programs, they were very quick to be like, wow, I love this eight weeks or four weeks. I want to work with you one-on-one. I want more of you, not the program, the platform, the technology, I want more of you. And so my online programs became this kind of springboard into my one-on-one coaching, my larger kind of, um, you know, money, uh, or just, um, priced packages. Right. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was interesting. It became that, like, like I said, a pool for you to dip your toe in and kind of like check me out a little bit. Um, I didn't run into any cons, but again, it's because I was really willing to always be very flexible about what I built. A good example of that is when I started, I mentioned these videos. So I, oh my gosh, did so much, put so much research and time and I created these phase videos. So there was a 30 to 35 minute teaching video where I really got into kind of like the science and the nutrition and why you're eating what you're eating in every phase. And each phase aligns with the system in the body. And so for every phase, you get a new meal plan and this video. And I put so much time and energy into these videos. Of course, I thought they were awesome, right? Because you're like, these are so great. (laughs) You're so proud of what you create. But when I run the programs at the end of every program, I always do a survey and I always ask, what were the most useful tools that I provided you over this time? Was it me coming on live cooking? Was it the online group? Was it, you know, having these programs? Was it these videos? Like, what was it that really helped, you know, connect these concepts to help you be successful? And no one ever picked these videos. Like, it was like, <laughs> never, they never picked the video, right? They're like you, you in the grocery store with your camera phone being like, hey, 
don't know what on earth a chia seed is, here I am. Let me show you. And like where to find them. And if you want them cheaper, let's go to the bulk section. Like let's price compare. So they're like, I love that because it's so real and it reduces my anxiety when I'm going to, you know, the grocery store, right? Yeah. I keep it very real. And I always bring price into it. Again, being really mindful, people might be on a budget. So it that resonates throughout not only how I priced it, but how I speak in the program. So, um, so yeah, but no one ever picked it. So like I let it go and I was like, why would I hold on to something and give it to clients? If, even if I thought it's awesome, if it's not resonating, then it's not a useful tool. So, you know, to the, to the scrap floor they go. Right. So being willing to, to let things go, like I said, and just kind of, um, listen to them is what's I think helped avoided me those speed bumps. I'm not going to keep delivering something, right? It's like hammering that nail and it's not going in. Um, Why bother, right? Change it. So that's what I've always done. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Hey there. I hope you're getting so much value from this episode. So I wanted to take a quick pause to tell you about the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective and share a special offer just for podcast listeners like you. If you're trying to get momentum with your nutrition business or need some support figuring out your next steps or brainstorming ideas, this monthly membership is for you. Inside, you'll get monthly in-depth marketing, sales, and business trainings and Q&A sessions to help you grow your nutrition business, as well as a supportive community where you can ask questions and exchange ideas. If you want to learn more or join us in the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective, head on over to www.stephanielong.ca slash membership and be sure to use the code podcast in the checkout to get your first month for only $7. See you inside. So I'm curious then, what are the programs that you're running now? Because I'm sure they maybe are a little bit different than when you first started out. You know, are they named differently? Is there different content? I'm kind of curious of like what they might have shifted into or what yes. you're currently promoting. I love this question. <laughs> I love this question. So yeah, when I started, I, I mentioned that I kept having like like my first like 30 clients, they all were about weight loss. And when I started in the field and I opened Rejoice, in my mind, I was like, never will I do weight loss, right? Because I'm so a like anti-diet, no diet, like yeah, intuitive eating, like that's just how I am. And so that no, I'm not going to do weight loss. But with these first 30 women, their story was my story. Like it's, it's almost every woman's story, right? Where you're like, yes, I've tried every diet. Yes, I failed them all. Yes, they all sucked, right? Mm-hmm. And so I kept kind of, you know, hearing the same story. And so I, I felt compelled to create a program that would resonate with them, but in this sort of like non-diet approach, right? Just like helping you eat healthy and well. But I knew that people were still looking for weight loss. So when I started, I guess I felt like I had to use the word like, like lose weight, weight loss in it to attract the client. So that was my like newbie business problem. I conformed a little bit, I guess, right? So it's like I gave in to what I thought you know, quote unquote, your niche is asking for. So I, uh, I called it lose weight and feel great in eight. And that was, that was it. Um, and so it attracted tons of people and they loved it. And when they got in, they got the opportunity to work with me and see, Hey, it's not about diet. No, I'm not giving you the calories of that meal. No, you don't weigh your food. No, I don't want you to weigh your body. Right. And it was great. And it's what people wanted. 
But I just felt the more sort of the, now we actually have the hashtag, like no diet approach and anti-diet movement. Like it's more mainstream now where those hashtags just didn't really exist four years ago. Um, I felt like I was like, no, it's time to change it. So I just call it feel great in eight, um, which is great. I felt like I was, I was able to lose, to ditch that, that lose weight, weight loss kind of term from the program. Um, so, which is great. So I have the feel great in eight. And then very similar is my balanced keto for beginners. So again, when the keto, you know, like trend was on fire, I was like, oh, no, (laughs) keto that goes against all my like holistic nutrition principles, like absolutely not. But again, I had people coming and coming and coming on the same story. They're like, yeah, so I tried keto because I wanted to lose the weight or for these other reasons. And now I have diverticulitis. Then I got kidney stones. Now I have these problems because of following like a really unhealthy keto diet for too long. So again, I was like, okay, there's this gap, right? I don't need to put what I believe on someone else. If I'm truly here to help you define your version of health, it's not me putting my version of health on you. I need to hear you. So I thought, okay, if there's this gap, if all there is is like bad keto, you know, Pinterest or Pinterest like recipes that people are eating, which are so bad for you, I was like, there has to be a way to meet this need of, you know, my clients that do feel better on a ketogenic diet to manage their migraines, to manage their anxiety, to manage their digestive issues, um, you know, without it being the foods we know that aren't good, which we associate with this keto diet. I was like, no, no, I will do it the right way, the healthy way, the whole foods way. And I'll make it work with, you know, each kind of, each kind of person. So I started the balance keto for beginners and the four is the number four in my program. Cause it's four weeks and, um, it's been so hugely successful and I love it because people will join and they'll be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like there's a lot more lettuce and green like there's green all over this program like where's the bacon you know and I'm like no it's balanced keto let's talk about what that looks like so it's been received so well um and so I love it so that's been my other um online program so those are the two that I've run now um the feel great Nate is basically almost four years and then the balanced keto um I think I'm coming on about two years this spring and then I have the Fit and Fabulous over 40 and the Eating for Anxiety, which is coming out in January again, because these are things that, um, you know, my, my clients and following have asked more of, right? Um, they're like, yeah, I'm following you. I'm turning 40. I, I know I have nutritional needs that are changing. Like, can you help me? And do you have a program? Like, what's your next thing? I want to join in. And I'm like, yep. I'm on it. So that is coming. Um, so I have two more online programs in January. That's amazing. And yeah. are you using the same kind of tech tools? Like, are you still doing the Facebook group, um, yeah. emails, or is it different? So I just added Teachable in, in September. So um, this summer, I did a huge survey where I gave everyone um, 25 bucks off any program for Rejoice if they finish the survey. And like, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I had like 800 and some people complete the survey. Oh, I know, it was wild. wild. It blew me away. I was like, holy crow, you guys want your $25. I love it. 
<laughs> like, but hey, you know what? I was so happy. It motivated people. So I used that survey on MailChimp, which I mean, MailChimp just like gives you this beautiful like pie chart at the end of your survey. It's so nice. Um, and I really asked people like, what have you loved about my online programs? Again, like what works? What do you wish that you could change? And a lot of people were like, you know what? I would love this lifetime access where I can go to a place and find the programs and all the great things you give me. Because if I have to go through my email for like all the MailChimp emails, I'm like, oh, what was that one delicious recipe? It's like, it's it's all in my email and that can, emails get lost. We just know that, right? Mm-hmm. So like if, if you could just have one home-based place that I can go back to and find things quick and easy, that would make this entire program golden. And so that, again, getting that feedback from people. And I was like, you know what? That's really fair feedback. So I create, so I, I signed up for Teachable and that way my students have dashboards and everything is organized into the modules that I deliver. So I still have that Facebook group because I know the value of that, that like face-to-face lives. Um, But with Teachable, it's nice because I can incorporate um, like our Zoom meetings through Teachable where I come on, I'm like, hey, Midpoint, how are we doing? Let's have a Zoom meeting and talk about it. Um, We just had a Zoom meeting um, the other weekend because it was like Halloween. I was like, wow, are we all eating all our kids' Halloween candy? (laughs) And if we are, how do we like not care about it and don't let old school like negative diet mentality stuff we know that doesn't serve us creep back in eat Mm -hmm. the chocolate bar and who cares right so it was great we had a zoom meeting for that and that that live and we did that through teachable so i use the facebook group still but i have incorporated teachable um and i find that it's really great because it does keep everything in one spot so all those like um, videos I talked about that I do when I'm cooking or when I'm shopping, I now have a shopping with Joe section, a cooking mm. with Joe section. So that way my students can be like, oh yeah, if I'm, you know, how, how do I make like bone broth or how do I make cauliflower rice? Or what was that like hack to make like sugar-free chocolate, um, you know, for under a buck? What was that one? I love that video. So this is that kind of thing that then they've got this really great resource in their dashboard. They can always come back to instead of like scrolling the Facebook page to be like, what was that video with Joanna and bulk barn? Right. So it's great because it gives them a place where all their stuff is, is, is accessible. And it reduces my time of kind of like posting the same thing over and over again. So it was, uh, I'm really happy with Teachable. Yeah, I use Teachable too, but I love that you didn't for, it sounds like almost four years. Um, Just to show that you don't need all of these tools that are expensive. Like I even tell my clients, throw everything in a Google folder, like a Google Doc folder and just send give them access to the folder. Like it doesn't have to be fancy and you're like living proof of that. Yeah, no, my clients have been like, there was no, they're like, no, we love it. It's so great. We love everything. Like there was not a problem, but, um, but yeah, that, that was the only thing that came up on the survey was like, I love an easier way to access all my stuff because I have clients who have been doing my online program, um, like since the beginning of time, like I have a group of 12 women that just resign every feel great and they've been doing it for over three years. That's amazing. So it kind of also has become this like subscription Mm. service almost because they're like, we know it's a journey. This isn't an end goal. We just love staying connected. We love new recipes every round. We love like the new things that you, cause I'm always learning. And so I'm sharing all that I'm learning and what's happening like every, 
every different every round. So every round is unique, and they're like, I don't want to miss anything. So they like sign back up as a returning client uh, before it ends. So they're just they they stay connected. So um, so yeah, so it's great. That's really neat. And now I'm curious, kind of as my last question, do you have help when you're doing this? Because I bet a lot of people there are like, this sounds great. You know, it's so exciting, but like, am I going to be able to run this on my own? So I'm kind of assuming at the beginning, you probably were running the show on your own, but what about now? It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, using things like, like choosing to use Teachable um, is in my opinion, um, you know, a, a way that's helped me, right? So using some of the technology, um, scheduling, oh my gosh. So the scheduling piece where you can schedule your post on Facebook and it also shows up on Instagram, that I honestly just figured out like a year ago and it's been a game changer because <laughs> I, I sit down on the first Sunday of every month and I schedule all of my content on all of my stuff for 30 to 60 days ahead. And I'm always typically two months ahead. So that way I, I'm never behind. My post comes out every day. But I used to like, yeah, once I figured out the scheduling, that was amazing. And that is hugely helpful. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. yeah and it. I remember even like four years ago, like right when you graduated, you were also really, really good at time management and scheduling. I think you would schedule like all of your social media posts. Like you'd sit down and batch like, what, six months or something? Or am I crazy? No, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. I had that. Okay. <laughs> so when I, yeah, I have a like um, it's old school, but I need like the hard copy calendar. So I always go to Staples and get a big hard copy uh, calendar, and then I'll open it up and I'll look at the month and I think about like what's my theme this month or what's happening in the world. Like it, you know, obviously at Christmas time, you know what I'm what I'm sharing is different, but then I, I literally just write out every single day like what my content looks is going to be like, and when I can write all out in the month. I'm able to be like, does this flow? Does it work? Do I have enough of, you know, good content, good recipes, funny stuff, like making sure it's, it's well balanced. I would write that out for a couple of months and then I would just sit and I would just, I would just write and schedule all of it. And, um, yeah. And that's how I, I still do that. So yeah, I've got these like calendars, um, from all the years where I can look back and, and see kind of the evolution of, of social media. I think I'm bad about posting my face. That's been something that I got a lot of um, lot of feedback on and you have to like be present. So I literally still, even four years down the road, open my calendar and I'll like have to make a note and be like, don't forget, like put your face on there. So I'll literally like circle certain days in the month. I'm like, my face. My face. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. So I was like, oh, that's right. People need to see you. And I know that, but I literally still have to like force myself to, yeah, circle it and be like, yeah, put your face on there, Joanna. <laughs> so well, I'm getting better. It's a perfect example of it being a journey, right? Like we get, we can be so good in some areas, but a business has so many different areas that like you might be doing really, really well in one and then forget about another. So it's like all about trying your best, doing your best and remembering that like it's just going to change as you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been so fantastic, Joanna. I feel like I could probably talk to you for like six hours and like just get every little bit of information out of you. But you sound and I know you're a busy woman, so I don't want to take up that time. Um, But 
honestly, from the bottom of my heart, and I know everyone listening, you were just so generous in what in what you shared. You really, you know, gave us um, really good takeaways, and I think so many people could probably resonate with what you're saying about just getting started and trying your best, and then making changes as you go. So, yeah, thank you so much for just being so open um, in this conversation. No, absolutely. You know, I just had a phone call last week from um, CSN grad in Ontario again, saw my uh, my profile and she said, she was like, can I ask you, there are so many, you know, nutrition grads out there. There's so many businesses, like, is the market too saturated? Like, can I go and start programs like, or is there just too much out there? And I just, you know, I just had said to her, like, no, because <laughs> you are you. You're you're only you. There's no one else like you. And I just have found that when I have shown up as my most authentic self in the most transparent way, you know, people buy you. They do not buy your programs. They don't buy the packaging and all the fancy things. So just just like I know it sounds a little corny, but I said to her, I was like, just show up as you in all of your glory, step into the light and just, just go for it. Don't wait for things to be perfect or to take this class. Like just, just jump, just jump off and just start and just, and yeah, people, people will come. So she was like, okay, great. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm following, I'm following her. And I feel like I like I just, every now and then we'll be like, Hey, have you jumped off yet? <laughs> so yeah. Let's do it. Just do it. So that's definitely my, my message for all for sure. That is amazing. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I even need to hear that sometimes. So thank you so much. And before we go, why don't you just share, you know, anything you want to share, if it's about your programs, if people want to check those out or join or anything you think might be valuable to the listeners. Yeah, for sure. Well, I always love, I always love making new friends. <laughs> so uh, Rejoice Nutritional Wellness on the Instagram page. Um, definitely come over and check out there. I've been working really closely with um, uh, Vista Canada magazine, and they have been sending me just some of the most amazing, like top trending nutrition products. And I get to try them. And if I like them, I am always sharing like discount codes. Because again, it's that affordability piece. I love being able to to give back to people as much as possible and help any way I can. So definitely come over to Instagram and follow me. I will say hi. If you heard me here on the podcast, message me. I'll say hi back and follow you back. And yeah, I'm always giving codes and things away because I just love to, yeah, to give stuff out there to help people. So yeah, that's a great idea. So definitely follow her and I will have all of her info in the show notes for you guys to check out. And yeah, thanks again, Joanna. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.